Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. All right, guys. Well, I don't even, I don't even know where to start, man. It is, uh, first of all, happy Tuesday. Um, it is, it has been a little over a week at the time of recording this since I moved to Mexico. So, um, no, I love it. I love some of you guys' support. People have been reaching out to me like, oh my gosh, what's it like in Cabo? And I'm like, it sucks, man. Freaking, it sucks. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a lonely American. All the, all the, the native ladies are running after me it's it's the worst man i you know i got a good job and everything just terrible the political atmosphere is you know not as polarizing out here it's just bad it's just not my scene you know it really sucks i i gotta wake up every morning and i gotta see the sunrise over the beach and it's just i don't know man it's just not my not my cup of tea. I'm being facetious, by the way. I freaking love it out here. It's amazing. Uh, I literally wake up every day, and uh, I'm not on the beach, but I can see the beach, and I have an amazing view. If you guys uh, haven't yet, go over to my YouTube channel. You can check that out. I'll be vlogging every week. Uh, oh, gosh. What's going on? We lost some audio there. Uh, I'll be vlogging every week, so you know, feel free to go look at that. Subscribe to that if you haven't yet. Uh, subscribe to this podcast so you're notified every single time I post. Uh, I do everything. I talk faith. I talk politics. I talk uh, fighting, sports. Uh, shout out to the Chiefs. Got the big dub this week. So destroyed the Broncos. I don't even know what the score was, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. What the heck is that? there's a bird above me. I don't know. My podcast setup right now is outside. If you guys watched one of my last podcasts, which I highly recommend you do, I uh, debunked the the abortion myth. Um, you guys should definitely go check that out. But no video this week. Um, it's a little late right now, so I'm uh, I'm not doing any video. Uh, I had a long day. I had a long day at work. I had to uh, I had two tours today. One lady cried, and and here's the thing. With, and then one guy was just, I, I think it got down to it, and he just wanted to waste time. I, I think he was, him and his son were just kind of, I mean, they were nice people, but I don't know why they would want to spend two hours there if, if they didn't want to buy it. They, he seemed to have the money. I think he was probably, um, I think he was probably BSing a little bit with how much money he did have. So, but regardless, um, you know, this one lady start breaking down, man. And I don't want to get into too much detail, but, but long story short, short, I told her, um, when I was driving for Uber, the relationship was always more important than the ride and right, wrong, or indifferent. I will take that philosophy with me with anything I do. I, I truly believe the most important thing you can invest in is relationships, uh, you know, obviously, first and foremost for me, my relationship with Christ. That is, it's it's pivotal. It's it's not even pivotal. I, I would say it's it's um, it's necessary. It's necessary to do life to the fullest, and uh, to actually live. I mean, the Bible says to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So, 
Um, so with that being said, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, and, you know, she got into some personal details and it was just a tough one. It, w- it would have been a tough sell and I, I don't think it would have stuck. I think she would have canceled eventually. So, uh, but regardless, uh, no excuse there. Oh, my roommate just walked in. What's up, buddy? How's it going? I was not flipping him off. Good thing there's no video this week. Um, as I'm talking about Jesus, I'm not flipping my roommate off. Um, but anyway, uh, no, so been a fun week. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed Cabo. Um, I, and I get more in-depth. I mean, I guess I don't get more in-depth. There's more scenery to that with the vlog. So every Friday vlog, every Tuesday podcast, everything sprinkled in between. I got a guest coming on here this week. I got another guest. Um, I got two guests. Shoot, I got two guests lined up. So, but with, you know, without getting into too much, you know, reminiscing on this life and boring you guys, let's uh, let's get into current events. This week we had uh, we had the presidential debates. And should we go in order? Should we go? We had presidential debates. We had UFC fights. And then... Yeah, let's okay. So let's talk about the UFC fights real quick because I want to I want to get into this um, real quick, and then I want to talk about the debates, the election, and how you should and what you should be voting for. But if you have not yet, make sure you uh, share this podcast with one person. I'm trying to grow this podcast, guys, um, and and I've been doing really well. I mean, there's a lot of people that listen to it surprisingly, but um, yeah, go uh, go share it. Go um, if you got a friend, family member, and and it's something I did last week that I think I'm going to continue doing with with certain topics. Uh, I invited some people on to discuss abortion and and kind of kind of a debate, honestly, um, and not really a debate per se, but more of a conversation. But. Uh, I do that with a lot of things. I, I have a lot of these conversations in my day to day life, and people are always commenting when I post something about, you know, me being pro choice or pro life. Sorry, I'm not pro choice. Jeez, pro murder. No, uh, pro life, and uh, or you know something about the COVID and the statistics, and you know, obviously I'm a right leaning. I thought my roommate was going through my wallet for a second. It, he. My wallet's right next to his, so um, no, I'm a uh, I'm a conservative Christian, and and I'm very passionate about these topics, and I get into these conversations a lot, whether it be through Uber, whether it be at church, whether it be on the wrestling team, I, I get into them a lot. But I get, you know, a, I don't like to just post something and walk away. So last week, uh, and if you haven't yet, go check out the podcast. We cut out a little bit um, just because the internet where I'm at is not done, and I only have a half a gigabyte of data, so I had to use my phone data um, are my um, personal hotspot but basically what I did was I was like I'm gonna I saw this post and it was an egregious disgusting post and I said I'm gonna debunk every single one of these points and if you want to come defend them you're more than welcome to and I usually get people and I said and if you want to defend abortion too you're more than welcome to and I usually get people that uh, that will comment something you know on my pro-life posts or whatever or want to follow me uh, and I got some unfollows um, but I only had one human being, and I normally get some some pushback, one human being with the gumption to come on my podcast and speak his mind in front of the world. And honestly, like he, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll leave it at that. But, uh, so I respect that. Um, I did not uh, feel like he made any valid points, but he's a friend of mine. 
And um, I, I think if you listen to it, if you go back and listen to it, which I highly encourage that you do, uh, and I'm not perfect. I didn't have perfect arguments, and I didn't have perfect statistics. I didn't bring, you know, uh, everything I needed. I mostly spoke from the heart and from what I know. And But, you know, I don't think there's a good argument for the pro-choice side. I think you have to completely deny logic. I think you have to completely deny uh, morality. And I think you have to completely contradict yourself in so many ways. You have to tread water like it's, you know, like it's your job to even stay afloat with that argument. So, uh, but again, if you want to debate me, if you want to converse with me on certain topics, more than welcome to come on the podcast. Um, you just got to share it. So just share it. No, you don't have to share it. I don't care what you do. Um, that'd be cool, though, if you came on, got destroyed in an argument and decided, you know what, I'll still share it. So anyway, let's get into uh, let's get into uh, UFC. So uh, I really only paid attention to actually, no, that's not true. Uh, Walt Harris fought. So we'll go top three fights. Um, Walt Harris fought um, Volkov. He fought Volkov. And Volkov hit him with a nasty kick right to the to the liver, man. I've I've been hit there once hard, and it dropped me so quick. One of my first sparring sessions, and I, it was one of the worst pains. My whole body shut down, and it doesn't look like a hard kick, but he hit him with the balls of his feet right there, and it is. I'll just speak from personal experience. One of the I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, I was I was sparring with this guy one time. I won't, I won't give any names, but I was doing fairly well for how high of a caliber of athlete he was, and I took him down a few times. And I don't think he liked that, and he punched me right below, right in the liver, and I dropped so quick. I thought my soul. It, it is a weird feeling when you. It's not like getting the wind knocked out of you. You know when you fall on your back as a kid. You're like, <gasps> It's different. It's 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 completely different. It it literally feels like I don't know if you guys have seen uh, uh, Doctor Strange, but when his soul comes out of his body, that's what it feels like. But you can feel it. Like it, it, that's the only way I know how to explain it. It's like your whole body shuts down. Your legs give out. Your arms only know how to cover that one spot, and nothing else matters but how much pain you are in in that moment. And it has happened to me. Uh, I felt bad. I, the second he kicked Walt, I knew that's what happened. But shout out to Walt Harris because that guy, within the last two years, so I don't know if you guys know this or not. I don't know how many MMA fans I have that listen to this podcast. But Walt Harris, um, he married. He got married, and I believe his stepdaughter. I, I think that's right. I don't think it was adopted daughter. I think it was his stepdaughter. So his wife's daughter from, and I think his wife's a little older than him. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. But uh, 19 years old was murdered, and there was a um, a search and a nationwide search, thanks to Dana White and the UFC, that uh, you know they they got involved and they found her body, and she was she was shot and killed, or maybe she was stabbed. I can't remember, but they. The mug, the person that killed her was trying to mug her, was trying to take her car or something like of that effect, and she resisted, and he killed her, dumped her body. So within I don't know how many months of that, 
less than two years, I think a year, I think less than a year, Walt was back fighting. And, uh, and this is his second fight since then. And man, that guy could never, you know, work another day in his life. And people would say, I, I get it, man. I get it. The fact that he not only works, but he goes out and fights, does one of the most, I'm not going to say one of the most physically taxing athletic competition, the most potentially embarrassing athletic competition. You're literally half naked in front of a, well, not a crowd anymore, thanks to government shutdowns. Um, you're literally half naked in front of the world to see fighting another human being. It doesn't get much more humbling than that. For him to go do that after what he has been through, hats off. Hats off to him. Then we get into the co-main event. We've got uh, Cannoneer, Jared Cannoneer, which is uh, was ranked number two at the time. I don't know what his record was. I think it was like 21, five, three, five. I don't know. But everybody, even Israel Adesanya said Cannoneer is next. And he's going against the former champion, Robert Whitaker. And... Man, this fight wasn't even close. It wasn't even – I felt I felt like Robert, uh, who's the number one contender, is probably next in line for a title shot. It's a little hard to sell that rematch because he did get beat pretty bad in the fight versus Israel Adesanya. But Adesanya even said uh, that Cannoneer was next, which is crazy because uh, – because champions normally don't – champions normally call people out. They don't get called out. But so anyway, Adesanya calls out Cannoneer. After his fight with uh, Paulo Costa, which he dominated, by the way, I must say. Um, and he calls out Cannoneer. And Cannoneer just gets whooped. Uh, Robert Whitaker, I was practicing this today when I was doing Muay Thai. Robert Whitaker, did the, he does this combination where he hits like a one-two body, something of that effect. And then dips like he's going to the body. And then while the guy dips towards it, he hits him with a head kick on the other side, and he he kept going for it all night, and he's hit it before. Um, and it's devastating, but he hit it, and some of his jabs, man, he was just jabbing like, like a madman. I was I was working those this today because I was like, well, that worked uh, for him. Why can't it work for me? And, man, it was just nasty jabs, nasty. Just everything he was throwing, he was trying to throw with, with – uh, with bad intentions, just boom, boom. And then he, he hit that head kick a few times. He dominated on the feet. Uh, you know, he was just a half step ahead of Cannonier the whole fight, which, you know, by the end of the fight was a, a, a step and a half. Um, it just completely outclassed him. And then he dropped him at one point. He hit him with that, that combination that I was saying. You know, he, he dipped like he was going. Cannonier came. And then he hit him with that head kick, and it wobbled him. And then he chased him, and Cannonier fell over. And then towards the last 30, 40 seconds, Cannoneer was kind of fighting back, but Robert was just trying to maintain good wrestling position and uh, not get knocked out at that point. And he didn't. He, he had a great fight. And um, I would – I don't know if they're going to be able to sell that. I mean, I guess it was – I mean, it was the biggest live gate of all time, uh, Whitaker versus Adesanya. But I think what's probably going to happen is – I would like to see Whitaker versus Paulo Acosta. That's what I would like to see. That's my personal opinion. Adesanya is so dominant right now. I think they could put him on ice for a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what what they're gonna do there. So then we get into the main event, and we got Khabib and Gaethje. Now I just little backstory here. Uh, I'm a college wrestler, or I was a college wrestler. I, I should say. Um, I have the utmost respect for college wrestlers, for college athletes, for all Americans, people that did something I was never able to do. Um, and Justin Gaethje did that. And this was Khabib's biggest wrestling test. This is, the, I believe, the first time Khabib wrestled at All-American. So Khabib is known to take guys down and beat the crap out of them. Sorry, I was thinking of a word. I'm learning Spanish right now, so calm down. Um, beat the crap out of them, and and I thought it's going to be a tough, it's a tough sell. I put $100 on Justin Gaethje to win that fight because I thought Justin's, I thought Justin's wrestling would be able to neutralize Khabib's. I didn't think he was going to be a better wrestler, but I thought it was going to be enough to neutralize him. And you saw that in the first 30 seconds of the fight. Khabib tried to take him down and Justin just sprawled. But it was weird because Khabib, or I'm sorry, Justin rather, came out in a different stance. He came out looking different. He was lower. And you could tell there was almost an intimidation factor that Khabib had over him in that. And it was very alarming to see. And the second the fight started, I was like, what is – like changing your game plan. And what he was doing was – and I completely get it – is he had a guy moving forward uh, towards him, uh, a guy that historically can take him down. So, obviously, Justin wants to keep this on his feet. Khabib is most comfortable on it, on the ground. And – Justin is afraid because Justin swings for the fences, and he's afraid somebody's going to – I mean, nobody's – I think one person did it, but he's he's afraid he's going to throw one of those mean crosses and Khabib's just going to be right there on his hips. And that's a very real fear because that's what Khabib's done to everybody is he's, you know, put them on the fence. And um, and Justin, he swings for the fences because he, you know, he hasn't wrestled – or he hasn't fought anybody of Khabib's caliber wrestling. And so I thought first 30, 40 seconds, I thought they both looked good. Khabib put a pressure on Justin Gaethje like I've never seen before. It was alarming how much pressure he was able to put on him. It, it was – and I've been there where you're backing up, backing up, trying to catch your breath, and you're thinking, okay, you know, uh, just give me a second and we can, we can even this out. I can, I can get back into formation and I can start throwing punches and, and get, you know, back in rhythm. And – Khabib gave him zero ability to do that. He said, this is not an even fight. You are not on my level. Are striking something that they think you can beat me at, you're not even close. And it wasn't. I mean, it really – Justin had a couple leg kicks in there, and which were seemingly – Khabib was seemingly unfazed by them, but they looked nasty. And then he had a couple head shots. But Khabib had so much more volume, I felt – uh, that did anything, and he looked just so much more dominant. Now, I think total strikes is pretty close, but he looked so much more dominant. And then at, towards the end of the first round, he took him down easy. I mean, it wasn't even – like, he, he hit him, and I thought, okay, it's kind of a cheap takedown. He got him on that fence. But when he took him down, this is what surprised me, and this is why I think Khabib is uh, – why I would never put money against him again because he showed me – his ability because to wrestle, like to actually wrestle a wrestler, because there's a difference between takedowns and wrestling. Wrestling is what happens after the takedown, and and that's not a real. That's why these international guys aren't super great at MMA wrestling, is because they haven't practiced. If you watch a college match, they haven't, 
you know, there's a lot more wrestling on the ground. That's an aspect of college and high school wrestling that isn't on the international style. Once you get taken down, you try not to get turned, and then the ref stands you back up. There's no scrambling. There's, you know, ex anything exposed. If your back exposes, it's points for the other guy. So there's none of that aspect. And you will find that in the college room because it just because you go to your back does not mean that's points given to uh, the other person. And so that's why the college wrestler excels leaps and bounds further than most international wrestlers. And Khabib claims to be a Sambo guy. I'm not buying it. He's from Dagestan. Um, I think he probably competed in Sambo. But uh, I'm going to guess he was in a freestyle room more often than not. That's my guess. I, I, hey, I've been wrong three times before so it's possible this is a fourth uh not likely but possible and he took him down so what surprised me was he was able so that all being said that kind of laid the framework he was able to take him down and hold justin there and justin being an all-american you know one of his things was he was so stubborn and he was so hard to keep down and Khabib held him down like it was nothing it was it's crazy i've never i've never seen anything like it i was so surprised by that and then he almost had that arm bar locked up First round, didn't get it. Second round, gets a standing triangle. Or not, I'm sorry. No. Sits on his head and gets a triangle. Same kind of thing. Gets the takedown, take, you know, outlands the strikes, takes him down, puts him in a triangle, and Justin goes to sleep. That's it. It was an impressive performance. Uh, Khabib then retired after that. Justin, all class. You, you can't not like Justin Gaethje. It's very hard. Um, not to like him. He's just, he's such a wrestler. He carries himself like such a wrestler. Oh, yeah, you know, such a, you know, country boy or, you know, just hard, hard nose. You can tell that guy's the hardest worker in the room based on how he conducts himself as a human being. Um, so, yeah, and then Khabib retired. Uh, didn't want to, if you guys don't know this, Khabib's father died, I think, five months ago, six months ago, something to that effect. They were supposed to fight in September, but they didn't because of that. Um, first fight without his father so I get it man I mean I know I, I don't get it I haven't lost my father but um, well, said he, he said he promised his mom he wouldn't fight anymore I believe him so I think Khabib's done uh, I am curious to see what they do with the vacant title I think uh, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do with the vacant title. Sorry, there's uh, something going on on my phone. I don't know what the deal is. But um, one second, guys. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. My uh, Uber Eats is coming. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be hard because Khabib destroyed every single human being that is potentially going to be put in a title fight. So, but I mean, that's the nature of sport though. We don't really argue, you know, I mean, it'd be tough to put Connor in there. It, it'd be tough to put a belt around cause Connor and Poirier, I think is signed ready to go. It'd be tough to put a belt around one of those two, but I mean, that's the nature of sport. If somebody doesn't come back the next year, for the world championship, nobody cares. I mean, that that guy's not the world champ. You're not there. So I think that's a miss with the uh, 
with the stigma of the UFC that, you know, if the champ, if somebody retired on top that they're, you know, the next person isn't the champ. You saw the same thing with Daniel Cormier when John was in the hot box. And I just don't think it's fair. I think it kind of stinks for them, and it doesn't happen in other sports. You know, if LeBron retired tomorrow and another team won, you know, nobody would be like, oh, LeBron, you're only one because LeBron wasn't here. I mean, maybe they would, but it wouldn't be really. We'd kind of dismiss those goofballs. So I think whoever wins the title next should be, uh, you know, not dismissed and uh, should get their fair shake. I think what would be cool is – if, and I know he, he's not coming back, but if Connor went on a run and they did Khabib Connor too in like three or four years, that would be, that would be cool. Because I think Connor is probably the best in the division. I think he's gonna wipe the floor with, with Poirier. But all right, let's uh, let's spend five minutes here talking about politics. Let's talk shop here. So we got the debates; they just happened. And, man, I thought these were much better. I thought the moderator was much better. I thought she did an amazing job hammering both people. There was one point when uh, Biden said something. I'm trying to remember what he said. It was really funny how she worded it. He goes, you know, we would we would get rid of something. I think it might have been in regards to fracking or I don't remember what it was, but regardless, she goes, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> it was funny. She broke, she broke character there for a second. It was really funny. But no, I thought ultimately, I'm not going to get into too much detail about the debates. I thought ultimately they were better than the first one. I thought the second one, you guys know, I thought Mike Pence mopped the floor with Kamala Harris, uh, whatever her name is. Uh, I'm praying for. Her. Um, uh, I thought this one, I thought Trump did a good job. I don't know how uh, they got Biden to actually, you know, like keep it together for an hour and a half, but they did. Um, and he was able to do it. But, uh, yeah, I just I, – I thought this one was a little bit more in effect uh, in Trump's favor. I didn't like how he conducted himself the last one, but uh, – Okay, I had to take a quick break there. Uh, my food got here. My pollo con mole, or maybe it's the other way around. Mole con pollo. I don't know. It's good. I had it the other night. If you guys are ever in Cabo San Lucas, get the pollo con mole. Sorry, moving my chair. Uh, so anyway, no, um, I, I thought this was a much more effective approach on the Trump campaign. I thought he was able to, you know, give his facts well and, you know, continue to go after the fact that, Joe Biden hasn't done anything for 47 years. I thought, you know, the effectiveness of that tactic and the effectiveness of saying what we've done in the last four years, I, I just think it worked. And then Joe used the excuse, well, we had a Republican Congress. Listen, if you've got a good idea, well, okay, I'm not going to say that because there's been some, I mean, Trump's got things done with, with a uh, Democrat Senate. So, or House, uh, House Senate, yeah, House Senate. Uh, so it, he's gotten more done than anybody else. So, um, that's really not an excuse. It's, uh, it's very, I, I hate excuses. I hate when people, you know, say, well, this is why we couldn't get it done. And there's some valid validity there, but when you're bought and paid for by everybody in Hollywood, everybody in the, you know, in the business world, everybody, every lobbyist, and you can't serve the people. 
yeah, obviously it's going to be hard to get anything done. So, granted, yeah, you know, just be honest, Joe. Just say, oh, I'm bought and paid for. I can't get stuff down. I got, I got lobbyists to appease Mr. Trump. I know you don't know anything about that because you came in here with billions of dollars and you lost a billion dollars becoming the president and you're trying to serve the people. I know you don't. I get that you don't know anything about um, paying off lobbyists, but I have a hard life and I have to do it. So if he would have just said that, I think people would have, you know, would have been uh, more open to hearing what he had to say because it wouldn't be BS. But no, I mean, it is it is what it is. Um, I thought I, this is one thing I'm going to talk about this and then I'm going to I'm probably going to go. But this is how you know how it does not matter. If, if Donald Trump came out tomorrow and said Black Lives Matter, you know what the rest of the country would do? You know what people would do? I'll tell you right now what people would do. They would say, he's racist. Black people, black lives don't matter. How could he say that? What about white lives? What about Hispanic lives? That's what people would say because they will do anything to disagree with him, even if it means contradicting themselves. And that's what they've done. And, you know, before, I mean, Barack Obama put some of the strictest border regulations in place that we've seen. And... And, and people are like, well, Trump wants to build a wall. Well, you know, walls work. So uh, I don't really know what the, what the argument there is. That's like saying somebody wants to defend their house with a gun. Why does it need to be a gun? Why can't you bring a knife? Because knives don't work with home defense. Okay? That's a, if, you, if that's all you can get, sure. But why would you want to leave anything to chance? Just like, and plus the wall, it helps both parties because it, helps both countries because it prevents drug trafficking coming in and out so it regulates and diminishes the ability that the cartels the drug traffickers the coyotes which we'll get into that in a second it's not the animal a bunch of doofuses uh actually have the ability that they have to go to and from in and out of the country and, and it diminishes their power when they're regulated, when they don't have an open border and they actually have to come through. It decreases sex trafficking. It decreases organ, you know, the repo men type thing where they're harvesting organs and stuff. Uh, it decreases because what it's doing is it's decreasing the travel and the ability to get into the country. And so it's, it's regulating all of that and everything has to come through processed. Everything has to come through legally. And so what it does is it diminishes their ability to come to and from, and it protects people in both countries. So, um, yeah, and, and just to be clear, a coyote, it's not the animal. I don't know how many. It was so funny. There were so many tweets about people saying, oh, Donald Trump says coyotes are taking people. I didn't know coyotes were snatching babies. You have to be... I'm praying for you, for people like that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just praying for you. I'm praying for you. Because that is not, that is selective ignorance. You, that, there is no possible way that that is what you really think that they meant. That is a term used to, as a, as a code, a code word basically for somebody that brings people, traffics people, I believe sex traffics people, 
but I know traffics people across the border illegally. That's it. It's like, it, that'd be like saying uh, the mules, you know, the, the drug mules, and then somebody going, oh, I haven't seen any mules carrying any drugs. <sighs> anyway. That's, uh, so that's that in a nutshell. But guys, that's all I got. That's all I got for the week. It's a short week. I'm tired. I got a couple guests coming on. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of talking points this week. Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy my life in Mexico. I'm super tired. Had a long day of work. Had a quick turnaround. Go over, do some Muay Thai. Got my butt kicked in that. And then um, I came here, ordered some food. And uh, now I'm here signing off. So, guys, that's it for me. I don't have much more to say. Uh, if you haven't yet, go check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe to this channel. Subscribe to the both my YouTube channels. Follow me on Instagram at Barbell Robertson. And guys, remember, it is less about what you know and more about who you know. God bless. Have a great day.